Genre. Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. Hey, we're back. We're back. Yay. Hey. hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're not the long way around. We're, uh, well, I don't know what the, the opposite of that around? is. The, the normal? The normal show? I don't know. <laughs> the normal show. The normal show. <laughs> Um, I also want to take this time to uh, say on the show that I have been doing this podcast for 10 years. <laughs> Aw. Clap, clap, is, clap, 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 <laughs> Which is bizarre. Um, 350 episodes <laughs> in 10 years. Uh, it's a lot of Doctor Who. That is. Um, yeah. And you guys have been my longest co-hosts. Yay. So, yeah. We're like the Sarah Happy Jane. To be here. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We're both like Sarah Jane. As it should be. <laughs> um, so today we are talking about, of course, uh, long awaited, I think, for everyone listening to this. Um, I, you know, we are we are here to talk about uh, the, the series premiere of series 12, um, both parts of Spyfall. Yeah. Uh, Sp- both parts. Yes, both parts. Nick was <laughs> unaware that there were two parts. And I, <laughs> I knew that there was going to be two parts. I didn't know that part two was out already. That's he so showed funny. up at my house this morning because he wanted to come on, come over early so we could watch something together, unrelated to Doctor Who. Uh-huh. And he came over and he was like, "Yeah, hey, I watched Spyfall again this morning." I was like, "Oh yeah, both parts." And he go, he just stops. He goes, <laughs> "Both parts." <laughs> so he was like, "Well, I know what we're watching now." <laughs> Um, so, so we are, uh, uh, talking about both parts of Spyfall, um, Spyfall being the 287th story, um, Doctor Who story, wow. 287. Yeah. Do you think, yeah, she'll get to 300. She's going to end up doing the 300th episode, right? How many are in this, story? this season? 10. Oh. So eight more? Maybe. Yeah, she's talked about being. I feel like I, the last thing I've read, she was like seemed like there was going to be at least one more series. Yeah, of her. Yeah, I really do like the three series concept mm-hmm. for sure. each doctor. Um, I yeah. think it's just enough to like make you want more, but also feel somewhat satiated. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's enough for it's enough for a doctor to feel like at home. Mm-hmm. To be yeah. like, oh yeah, this is the doctor, and then you know, so you can miss them when they announce that they're leaving. Right. Right. Although I would also be fine if she hung around in with a new showrunner and they just regenerated showrunners. Yeah. That would be cool too. Yeah. That'd be that'd be cool too. Um I'd like to see that happen once with one of these doctors. I don't know which one it's going to end up happening with, but mm-hmm. it would be kind of cool. Um so this is uh Spyfall is written by uh a series current series showrunner Chris Chibnall 
And uh, episode one is directed by Jamie Magnus Stone. And episode two is directed by Lee Haven Jones, uh, both of which are first time uh, proper Doctor Who directors. Uh, Jamie Magnus Stone had done like those uh, done a couple of those like web series things like the little shorts that they used to make. Yeah. So he's done a couple of those, but he hasn't done a proper episode of Doctor Who. That's cool that he got got, got called out to the majors. Yeah. And then Lee Haven Jones had never done any Doctor Who. Um, Closest he's come is uh, he directed some episodes of that Alien versus Wizards show that Russell T. Davies made. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's like a kid show. Oh. It's like it, it's kind of like Sarah Jane Adventures. And it's called Wizards versus Aliens. Oh yeah, Wizards versus Aliens. That sounds Aliens. Yeah. amazing. Uh, is it? I, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen sure, it. It sounds amazing. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, anyway, so this is Spyfall. Uh, obviously, there. If you've watched this, you know that there are, is a major spoiler in this. So if, even if you haven't watched it, you know there's a major spoiler. Right? Probably at this point, you know yep. that there is, and it's been spoiled for you. Um, like it happened to Cass. Because uh, yep. Cass thought she would wait until <laughs> right before recording. No, I was gonna wait until Saturday when the second part came out, and then it was like the day after. It was just like, oh hey, here's this major spoiler, and I'm like, oh okay, thanks. So I yeah. just I just waited till yeah. right yeah. before recording <laughs> from like from the BBC itself. Yeah. On social media. Yeah. 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 Um, so if you haven't watched it, you don't want to listen to this because we are going to talk about the spoiler um, all the way through, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be warned. Uh, three, two, one. Yeah. So the villain in this is the master. <laughs> um, a a new version of the master. Uh, who is played by uh, what is this actor's name? Um, oh, I um, just had it. It's yeah, Sasha Dewan. Yes, yeah, Sasha Dewan, who is I think most well known to the three of us as playing um the the director of the Doctor Who pilot in <gasps> Adventures in oh, Space and Time. Up. No way! Yeah, yeah. crap! Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. They Plus. he got speaking of being called up to the majors. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Talk about a different performance. Yeah, very different. He's also, um, I guess, somewhat known amongst certain types of people uh, as the uh, the the uh, the main villain on um, Iron Fist, the two seasons of Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. You think I would know that? Yeah, but. I don't think you got far enough in no, Iron Fist. No, because he didn't. He didn't show up until like halfway through. God. And then he showed up, and he was like a he was like a competitor for Danny. He was like, I should have been the Iron Fist. Oh. And Danny's like, too bad, I'm white. Yeah. Um. So. Got a point. <laughs> I deserve everything more than you. Uh, that show was bad, everybody. Um. Anyway. Real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, doesn't it already feel like another era. It does. The Netflix Marvel era. Yeah. It already feels extremely outdated. It felt outdated within like the second season of all those shows. Yeah. You're like, we're still doing this. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but, but yeah, so new version of the master. So mm-hmm. quick, quick. Can you, if, if both of you could help me real quick. Yeah. Uh, the last time we saw Missy. Yes. AKA the master. Yes. Was when uh, she like died. She she didn't she like shoot herself or she she died in that clearing. She was she was dying in an elevator. She was dying in an laughing. elevator. Okay, right? yeah, I have that not. Was, I 
That was so think, long ago. Like, I, yeah, they killed each other. The masters killed each other. Okay, that's yes. Right. Okay, yeah. But the but Missy died in kind of a redemptive way, right? I she closed the circuit. Yes, I do have a theory about this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I, I want to get to it once we kind of like walk our way through the episodes okay, about yeah, what my theory sure, for is sure. for this, as far as this goes. Because if everything happens the way that it's presented in this, then I'm kind of angry and frustrated. Um, but but we'll we'll. I, I have a theory for a way for okay. it to have not happened that way. But, yeah, um, it's not gonna should we like take the temperature of the room, like what we thought about? Yeah, the sure. Let, 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 let's start all the way back up at the top. Yeah. So so uh, episode one, I thought was a major misfire. Personally, mm. um, I didn't like it at all. Oh, okay. uh, I I I have issues with this era of Doctor Who for making the Doctor a supporting character in her own show which i think is a a problem when you're doing your first female doctor and then you give her such a huge supporting cast that it just becomes an ensemble and then she's not the main character anymore and mm -hmm. it's like guys like i i'm sorry but i'm watching doctor who i want to watch a show about the doctor not about these other three knuckleheads as much as i love them like they should be supporting characters not main characters mm -hmm. the the companion the russell t davies approach of the companion being the main character only works when there's one companion if there's three companions the doctor isn't even uh is a supporting character in their own show and that's not as fun i think right uh, especially when you're doing your first female doctor and like i went through a whole series of her and i i couldn't if someone asked me to describe her as a character, I don't know that I would have been able to do that mm. at the end of last season. Um, and so that's kind of how I was feeling. I felt tonally it was this, uh, the first Spyfall was weird because it was just sort of all over the place for me. Um, it was like the story wasn't matching the doctor and Jamie Whitaker's performance wasn't matching what was being written versus it was just, it all just felt tonally all over the place for me in a way that I was not thrilled with. Um, and then part two, I thought completely redeemed part one. I think part two was like the most doctor who story that we've gotten in this entire Era. Chibnall run. Mm -hmm. um, it's the one that felt the most like doctor who at all to me. That's um, not really a high bar though. No, it's not. It's not, <laughs> but but I think that it completely redeemed the first part because at least it felt like Doctor Who instead of like some other show that I was being forced to watch. Hmm. Um, and so I, I actually really liked part two, mostly because she got to go off on her own and do her own stuff and get to be the doctor and not have to constantly babysit her companions. Um, so she was just being the doctor and interacting with the master. And like it felt like I was watching Doctor Who for the first time since the beginning of her era. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really liked that. So like even the episodes last series that I liked a lot, they still didn't quite feel like Doctor Who to me. This was the first time that I was like, oh, I'm actually watching Doctor Who. This is great. So, um, not the best Doctor Who episode by yeah, any yeah, yeah, means, yeah. but, but it felt like Doctor Who, which was a huge improvement in my opinion. Great. Um, what did you guys think? What about you, Cass? It was all right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, okay. Um, I think because everyone that I had seen online was like hyping it. Um, I was like, oh man, I love the master. Like, okay, at least this will be good. And then mm -hmm. I watched part one and I was like, 
yeah, that was fine. And then there are parts of part two that I really enjoyed. Um, I think that Sasha and Jody have really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked all of their interaction. But I kind of felt like the opposite of you in that, like, it felt like the companions weren't really doing anything the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I don't know, because I like them. It's kind of frustrating because, I don't know, it's kind of all over the place. It's more of the Chibnall thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's weird. I'm, I feel better. I, I, I'm, I'm such a sliding scale of emotions right now. I wasn't expecting to like this the most out of the three of us uh-huh. because I kind of felt middle of the road while watching it too. And I was like low key worried that I was like, is this the seasonal depression? Is this just that it isn't, <laughs> is this just that it isn't Moffat, you know? Cause it does mm-hmm. really feel like a different show. The doctor who seasonal depression. Yeah. The doctor who seasonal depression. <laughs> this, year, this year I've gone, I've known to doctor who. That's I, know. The thing is, I had so much, I had a lot of fun watching part one just because of like how much I've missed this show mm-hmm. yeah. and how sure. much I've missed, Graham and Yaz and Ryan and the doctor. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the stuff in part one where it was like, where they're getting like, uh, there's their spy gadgets. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, oh, you know, if you don't, call, if you call this a weapon again, I'll shoot you with my laser shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> classic Graham. I don't know if I could, I feel like I feel a way about the companions the way that you felt about the doctor. I think that I could, if you gave me a piece of paper and a pen, I could write you like a paragraph about 13. And why she's different than 11 and 10 and 9. Mm-hmm. But whereas the companions, even though I like them while I'm watching them, I'm like, what are your characters? Mm. Who are who are all three of you? You know? Interesting. Mm. I could definitely describe all of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For whereas sure. I can't describe her. Okay. Um, Not fully, anyway. I liked how we started this episode, because we started this episode with like each, how each of them have stalled their lives to be with the doctor. Yeah. Class yeah. and companion stuff. Sure. Ryan can't play basketball with his friends. Yaz is compromising career as a cop. Right. Graham is aging and dying. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, he isn't. He is visiting a doctor, right? Yeah, he seems. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He's in good health. And I loved how we we the first time we saw thirteen, she was tinkering in the garage. That made me really happy with her goggles and everything. Yeah. Um. So so what did so so the the plot of the episode is like that spies are getting killed. Right on the job by little like aliens made of light, which I don't. Coming out of the other side of part two, I don't understand the setup to the resolution. Honestly, I was <laughs> barely holding on to the plot of this. Yeah, the only thing that was keeping me going was the master being yes, involved yes, and too. being <laughs> able to focus on that. Yeah, because the plot of this, it like this is like one of the worst plots. Okay, this is like classic who plot where mm. you're like. I don't know what any of this means or why any of this is happening, but I guess it is. And the master's involved and that's what I'm going to focus on. Like, I'm yeah. just, he's I, like my lightning rod. Like, I'm just going to hold on to that and <laughs> that's going to get me through the episode. I'm going to be the person to try and, 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 and summarize this. Okay. So, there are a race of beings made of light that live in another dimension called, I can't I already forgot. The, yeah. The Karas, the Karasine. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. The con- the scene. Yeah. Uh, you find out in this episode <laughs> that they have been... Yeah. She describes them as 
Cassavin. 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 That's There's two A's. Yeah. Okay. Cassavin. 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 So, and and our new our newest greatest villain, Daniel Barton. Oh, Barton. Hey, I'll take Barton over Tim Shaw any day. That's for sure. I just wish he was another tooth monster. Yeah, that'd be great. It's like, no, damn it, it's you again. <laughs> I'm not Tim Shaw. I'm Daniel Barton. <laughs> but oh, it's, God. But it's spelled like B-A-A-R. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, so the doctor describes them as like spies. They are a race of interdimensional spies uh-huh. that have infiltrated our universe to try and overtake it from the in, from the inside. And they're doing it covertly. I know that's different than the silence. I just can't verbalize why. Because, like, that's just what the silence were doing, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I thought when they first appeared, I thought the whole time, I think the reason why the master thing came as such a surprise to me when it happened, number one, because I think it was a, I think it was a BS setup that was just like, oh, a twist. I was like, it's only a twist if you set it up in any way whatsoever. Um, yeah, lying is, is not a twist. Yeah, lying is not a <laughs> twist. Um, but but I thought the twist was going to be that it was they were going to be the Cybermen. That the, the 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 light things were the Cybermen. See, I think that this would be a way better Cyberman story. Yes. Like when he was like, this is skipping to part two. But when he's doing his like seminar thing, and then he's just like, you will be upgraded, and I'm like, this is a yeah, Cyberman story. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. It's kind of taking Cybermen to their natural 21st century conclusion, yeah, where yeah. they're like, oh, we don't even need like the 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 singularity is here, right? We don't even need these clanky metal bodies. We can be in the cloud, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah. We can we can upgrade you digitally now just by like looking into your little window of your phone. Yeah, that would be a great Cyberman story. I think so, and I thought. Thought for what it's worth in part one, the caravan, the, the cop. <laughs> I already forgot. Casavan. The Casavan. Casavan. Literally 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Can't do it. Like the silence. Here's the thing Chibnall is bad at naming things. Yeah, whatever magical, indiscriminate, to where I can just remember that the stupid tree in Avatar or the god was Aowa. Yeah. Like, that was Aowa. <laughs> But I can't remember. The- remember how long it took us to remember Graham Ryan and Yaz's name? Yeah. Last season? He's bad at naming things. It's, I don't, yeah. So. But he did get one thing right. Uh, Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. <laughs> we sure remember that. Well, we sure as hell remember Tim Shaw. I really like. will never forget. God, I'm not, I'm not doing a bit. I'm not, I'm seriously not kidding. One more time. What were they called? Kasavin. The Kasavin. <laughs> when the <laughs> When the Kasavin, I liked the Kasavin in part one. They kind of had like scary, I kept saying they had scary Spielberg vibes. Sure. It fe- I could see that. It felt very like close encounters where they were like, oh, what are these things? Like, I, we can't even comprehend what the Kasavin are. Yeah. But then. <laughs> Kasavin. The Kasavin. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. That's going to be my new mantra. Kasavin. 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 <laughs> Before you go in for the big, big job interview. Yeah. Kasavin. Kasavin. <laughs> they were called the Kasavin. Oh so God. like they go to MI6. Yeah. Stephen Fry's there. The uh-huh. biggest Which, waste of Stephen Fry. I'm uh, sorry. That's what Scott and I were saying, because yeah. they did like a press release for him being in the show. Yeah. yeah. What a waste. And he wasn't even that like he was he didn't even get to be like, you know, Stephen Fry and Sherlock Holmes too got to really like be Stephen Fry about it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It just seemed like kind of even more of a like at least Bill Nye. He got like a cool monologue at the end of his episode. Yeah. And I really didn't like I really didn't like the joke like this weird throwaway gag where he thought Graham was the doctor because he's a man. Ridiculous. Just like I'm like, can we just skip that? Can we just skip that? Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, just. Just let him understand, like, the the quirky dresser is probably the doctor and just talk to her. The like, one, like, licking the ground and, like, pointing to the sky <laughs> yeah. is probably the doctor. <laughs> so yeah. so why why wasn't this a unit story? What happened to unit? Did I miss so, that? So that's the thing. This just feels so disconnected from everything. Well, he said that Torchwood and unit were both disbanded. They're gone. They're defunct, yeah. Yeah, they're defunct. Oh. So... So the last time, last time we heard from Unit, I don't even know Torchwood, but the last time we heard from Unit, I'm pretty sure is Death in Heaven, right? Where we met the Brigadier's niece or daughter. No, it was after that because after that we had the Z- the Zygon two parter, and they yeah. were that. Yeah. I think that might have been the last time, the Zygon two parter. Maybe. I don't know. I'm two minds about it because on the one hand, because he was president in Death in Heaven. Right, he became president of the of the world. The master? <laughs> no, the doctor. Oh, the doctor. That's right. Yeah, he yeah. He became president. Be- he became world president. <laughs> I think in, in de- death and heaven, and then and then we saw them. That was that time with unit, and then the next time with unit was the Zygon two parter. I it. think. I don't know. We'll find out again. Was yeah. <laughs> there a Zygon two parter with Capaldi? Yes. Oh yeah, he had that great speech. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's too many Zygon episodes in New Who, and I never thought I'd say that, but like it feels like there's so many. Yeah, there I Remind guess. Remind me is. what the Zygon episode was about. Uh or what they were called even. It was like it was like a it, I don't remember what they were called. A Zygon invasion and Zygon inversion. That was it. Literally don't remember. Yeah, and it, it was like a two parter like socio political I thought that was Matt Smith. No. It's scaring me heck? how little I remember this. I know. No. Matt Smith's. It's like, what's the, even the point Matt of doing Smith's this show? Matt Smith's first and only interaction with the Zygons was Day of the Doctor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that was that. Oh, oh, yeah, because the nerdy girl came back. Okay, yeah, Osgood. I remember. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's right. Osgood had a Zygon. Jesus Christ, you remember Osgood, but you can't remember <laughs> the name of the villains of the story we watched an hour ago. <laughs> What are they? The Cassavran. Nope, Cassavran. <laughs> there's no R. Okay, there's no R. <clears throat> Cassavran. But Osgood is like a cool, perky name, and I remember- You're right. Moffat was very good at naming people. Moffat yes. was great at naming people. Liz yeah. 10, he would just toss him out. Yeah, he's really good at it. Good good namer, that guy. Um. Uh, so, so, okay, so then the cliffhanger in this- so we meet the guy, the O guy. Yeah, yeah. Because like, which is Stephen the stupidest, Fry, the stupidest thing. Yeah, Stephen. Because every time I walk into a room, they say O. Oh, oh my God! Oh. Come on. Well, because he's a spy, right? They all have code names like Q and but no, then I C know. And, but then he's like, oh, it's a, but then he was like, oh, it's a nickname because whenever I would walk into the room, Stephen Fry would go oh, because I guess he was brown. I guess is what we were supposed <laughs> to take away from that. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know I don't about know. that. I think it was because he was a troublemaker, supposedly. Oh, okay. But but also uh, uh, because then later he says he actually named himself that because it's what the doctor says every time she realizes that she's dealing with the master. Yeah, she cool. says, oh. Um, and so he was like, oh, yeah, see? I did it. They go to Australia. Spy master. Ah, huh? get yeah. it? Spy <sighs> master. Stupid reveal. What a dumb reveal. 
Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of him as the master? Well, I'm of two minds. I'm of two hearts about it. (laughs) (laughs) On the one hand, Missy was so iconic Mm -hmm. and so great. Mm -hmm. And it's the reason I'm now a Michelle Gomez stan. Mm -hmm. And was seemed like the ultimate definitive master story, or at least one of them. He kind of felt like the Logan. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. So I don't want to say you can never do the master again, but so soon, and I don't. He was doing. He was fun. He just. It just. It just felt like a regular master. Yeah, it, it felt like a default master. And I'm like, is this good that it's a default master? Because maybe this is a master that can pop up again and again. Whereas mm-hmm. Missy really felt like she was telling a story with a beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because the thing about it is, like, I think John Sims reinvented the character, mm-hmm. and then Michelle Gomez reinvented the character again with the help of their uh, their uh, uh, showrunners at the time, of course. Yeah. But I think that Tribnal took the uh, uh, the criticism of last season where it's like, oh, it just feels like you've forgotten the show. And he's just like, oh, you think I forgot the show? Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna go full blown classic <laughs> and just make reference after reference after reference to uh, classic master because the shrinking ray thing that comes from Legopolis, right? Or was it introduced no. before that? Um shrinking ray is like Delgado. Really? Oh wow! I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay, I I I don't remember Delgado using it. I just remember uh, Ainley. But this guy is I definitely. Don't know. Now I'm like second guessing myself. He was very <laughs> like Mr. Hyde. Well, he was very Anthony Ainley. I oh, think okay. he's that master. Like he feels like that master to me. Um, like, like Peter like Laurie when like he's sulking, like well his... when he's like really manic he yeah. feels like Anthony Ainley and yeah. then when he's like being serious and like talking back to that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Whose name I've already forgotten, uh, Daniel Barton. Yeah, Daniel when he's Barton. when he's talking to Daniel Barton um, and being like, I, you know, don't forget, Mister Barton. Barton, I am not your employer yeah. or employee. A little bit of um, chaos. Yeah, all of that felt like Delgado, um, because Delgado was like a little more, little more serious. He never quite reached full the full theatricality of an Eric Roberts. He wasn't <laughs> as. Who, who can? I don't. I don't think he was. <laughs> I don't think he was quite as charismatic as John Sims, mm-hmm. and he had nothing in common with Missy as a character. So he he felt the most like a combination of Anthony Ainley when yeah. he's at his most manic, and Roger Delgado when he's at his most yeah. serious. And I feel like I agree with you. I think it's a boring choice. Yeah, and I I was really just trying to get Missy out of my head and really try to enjoy what he was doing for what it was. And I think he was having fun and he mm-hmm. would like have like those little fits of manicism. But I don't know. It didn't feel special. No, it didn't feel like I was like, oh, they're finally meeting. Right. He top. was better in part two than I think part one in part mm. one. When he did his big master reveal, I was like, this is the goofiest shit I've ever seen. This is not good. <laughs> I like I didn't I didn't like this at all. And I I was like, oh, no. Am I going to be the guy that doesn't like this? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, and I didn't want to be that guy, but I, I felt it. And then uh, and then in part two, he improved a lot, I think. What did what, what, what did you think, Cass? Um, I really, I don't know. I kind of, I like him. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what else. This feels like, um, like Time Lord season, I guess. Like a yeah. Time Lord lore season, which I am very trepidatious about. Sure. Yeah. So um, 
if I can ask if I can ask both of you another question. Yeah. The questions that I were having. Like I'm cool with I'm cool with the master coming back not making sense. Uh-huh. That's not true. That's always true. But I accept it. it yes, well, it always yes. it always happens. It, em- yes. always <laughs> what happens. it emotionally bothers me that it's just like, okay, that final scene with Missy and the doctor, emotionally she's not even going to like remember it or think about it. Like it's like it never happened. Yeah. Okay, nature of the show, I guess. The last remind me where we last left Gallifrey. It was in its bubble universe. It was in its bubble universe. Safe and sound. I remember the doctor got like, he had to go back there at some point because they were like waiting for him there. Remember? Yeah, that's where they, it was the, it was um, uh, Hellbent. Hellbent and Heaven Sent. Right. Heaven Sent was part one where it was just the doctor the whole time. He was trapped the whole time. And then he found out that he was trapped by the Time Lords and then he like went back and was like, you son of a bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you son I'll of a bitches. I'll kill you all. I'll kill all I of thought, you. I thought it was Hellbent is the, the bottle episode. Mm-mm. No, I don't think oh. so. I think it's he- Heaven Sent and then Hellbent. So what does he the, do? The what does he do after he, he escapes his prison? He, he, I think he saves Clara. <laughs> I think is what I'm, like He like saves Clara and then Clara gets her TARDIS and goes in, on adventures with uh, Maisie Williams. Yeah, Maisie Williams. Um. But the, so he's just like, screw you, Gallifrey. I'm going home. Yeah, I mean, kinda, right? Doesn't he? He does like a mission, I think, of some kind for them, as like one final time. And he's like, now I'm going to be fully independent. You dicks. I think <laughs> it was something like that. I will say, if we can skip all the way to the end while we're on the topic of Gallifrey. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by the notion of the. So the master finds out that something inherent about Gallifreyan history or lore or law is a lie yeah but i've never heard of the time child so yeah, the whatever timeless child the oh the timeless child so whatever is the lie it's like a made-up bs truth that chris <laughs> chibnall created and then it's like they were lying about it the whole time it's like i've never heard of any of this chris chibnall so what are you talking about i don't know my yeah. first, i don't remember anything about a timeless child i don't know what that is my first thought was susan mine too <laughs> But I don't. I don't think she's tied into uh, uh, Gallifreyan history or religion or whatever it was. Um, Look to the weird girl. <laughs> yeah, I think you are correct. I'm looking at the continuity part of this um, of Spyfall because yeah. there's a continuity part. The timeless child had been mentioned briefly in the previous series episode, The Ghost Monument, where the remnants taunted the doctor about her knowledge of the capital, the child. I don't know what any of that means. Yeah. Um, so Chris Chibnall <laughs> made it up and then said that he was lying about it, which is like, okay, man. I'm, I'm conceptually into the idea of the doctor realizing that Gallifrey is built on a lie. Just, I don't know. It gives me like Thor Ragnarok sure. vibes. Yeah. I just wish it was yeah. something that mattered. Sure. Instead right. of like something I've never heard of. I mean, like Stephen Moffat pulled that kind of crap all the time. Yeah, like, but like he Demons was Run, better at it. Yeah, he was way better at it. <laughs> the Fall of the Eleventh, trends, the Fields of Trenzalore. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand what any of that is, but um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I it, it's so I I I'm gonna say this, my theory. Is that this master is not Missy regenerated because Missy was on her last life 
as she was going down the elevator shaft. So, like, I don't know how she would have regenerated. Right. So my theory is this is this is a pre-John Sims master. Ooh. Somewhere between classic classic who and and maybe somewhere between classic who and um, that old little old man. Uh, that he was. Uh, 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 what's his face? <laughs> uh, Roberts. Eric Roberts. Oh, because we haven't seen we haven't seen all of the masters lives. So right. he's supposed to have 13 and we've only seen one, two, three ish. Well, four, he's he's at the end five, of six. his he's at the end of his um, regeneration cycle. Um, in um, Deadly Assassin, right? So this could even be when when did he get another? So then, how did he get another regeneration cycle? And where are those? He, he didn't. He stole Ainley's. He stole that body. Well, right, but he's had three regenerations since then. Then I don't know. Four Maybe they were just like, oh, well, that's another question I had. So so O was a real man who used to be alive. I guess yes. apparently he yo that was that kept throwing me off too because it's like oh I remember Horizon Wanderer or whatever yeah. and my first thought was like is she talking about Homeboy from from Impossible Astronaut because I'd be into that yeah no and I looked it up and this guy has never appeared in Doctor Who before yeah so, so. he froze him and put him in a cigarette box yeah so no he shrank him he's dead he shrank him oh you, you die when you shrink yeah yeah you do okay um. So, <laughs> no, we don't know what the point of that sure, is. Sure, yeah, no, but that's that's <laughs> theatricality. <laughs> but that's the good stuff. Yeah. So, does it is it a regeneration if it's him taking the form of a person that exists? I don't even know how he does that. I know how he did it with Anthony Ainley because they explained it in the episode, but they didn't. Uh, like, and you'll see when we get there in like ten years, but. <laughs> But but I don't I don't know how he did this how he took the form of O. Yeah, does that yeah? Because like the doctor can't want to be Amy Pond and then regenerate into Amy Pond and then just have Amy Pond be one of her regenerations. Yeah, because why? Because if 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 he could have done that, why wouldn't he have? <laughs> you know, <laughs> who wouldn't want to be Amy, Amy Pond? Pond. <laughs> Though canonically, time ladies can ch- can choose what they regenerate as. That's true. That's true. That is true. So the doctor can now, I guess. I don't know. Maybe because maybe it is like a Missy thing because Missy was a time lady. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so if he did regenerate from Missy, then Missy could have chosen. Yeah. And she could say, I want to look like, oh, I want to look like that guy that the doctor hung out with that one time. That I somehow know about from this elevator shaft <laughs> yeah. as I'm dying. I don't. I don't know. The master makes no sense. I've. I've come to accept this. Yeah. As a truth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the more I talk about it, the more frustrated I am with the continuity of all of this, and it's a silly yeah. thing to be upset about. But I think it's more of the emotional continuity for me. Yeah. Like I'm cool with all the plot pieces not fitting. But what I don't like is when it doesn't feel like the show that I've been connected to mm-hmm. is like surviving this new version of it. Well, you know, the thing about it is like I can accept that the master regenerates and then just starts over. 
like yeah. from square one, because the doctor does that too, right? Yeah. The regeneration right. from five to six, he basically starts over. From regeneration from 11 to 12, he basically started over, yeah. right? So every time he regenerates, he basically starts over with his character arc. The only time that I can think of where he doesn't do that is like one to two and uh, nine to 10. Mm-hmm. Like those are the only ones that like feel like a carryover mm-hmm. um, that I can think of. So I'm fine with the master regenerating and then it's starting over and it's like this curse that the doctor is just like, man, I we figured this out. Like we're supposed to be friends again. <laughs> we had this whole thing. Yeah, we had a whole rapport. Well, that was that was that other woman. Oh, God. Yeah. Da- All right. Fine. I guess we're starting over again. <laughs> like I can accept that. That's whatever. My issue is that if the master if, if the if Gallifrey is actually destroyed, then Chris Chibnall looked at two seasons of the Peter Capaldi Moffat era and just stuck up his middle finger <laughs> and said none of that matters. Like all of that was a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. Because I'm destroying Gallifrey again because that's what it always again. should have been. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. That's the thing is it felt cheap. It felt like we just got Gallifrey back. Right. Like I know Day of the Doctor was like what five years ago, six years ago. Right. But it doesn't feel emotionally like we've done enough with Gallifrey being back to warrant it being destroyed again. Right. Honestly, I keep forgetting that it's back. Like, every time it's just like, oh, Gallifrey. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's destroyed, right? Because the that Russell T era is just ingrained in my brain. Sure, yeah. So. Yeah, the, the her, <sighs> him being the know. last of the Time Lords has become such an iconic part of the lore. Yeah, yeah. So, stuff that I did like. I yeah. like Graham's laser shoes. Of course. I liked I liked I liked him having to like tap dance to make the lasers come out. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about Graham was the moment where he just kept talking to the pre-recorded video of oh, the doctor. Oh yes, He's that like, was I'm my not fr- panicking. <laughs> <laughs> you are panicking, and I told you to stop talking to the video. Hey, hey! <laughs> the greatest thing. Yeah. That's like probably my favorite Gra- uh, Graham moment of all time. Like <laughs> Yippie Kaye robots is going to be hard to beat for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, oh, uh, I really liked uh, Yaz in this episode, especially when she was like in spy mode mm-hmm. and she was like interrogating uh, 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 Carol. What was his name? Oh, the guy. <laughs> Carol. Carol. <laughs> uh, hold on. I got Daniel something. Daniel Barton. Barton. Yeah. Um, I, I like- as memorable as of all as all Bartons, just yeah. like Hawkeye. There we go. Oh, <laughs> just as memorable as Hawkeye. Uh, I also really like Yaz's scene when she like got back from that weird other world and she was like disturbed by it. I thought, yeah, I thought that was like I thought Mandeep Gill did a really good performance. Yeah, that was good. Um, I like that. I don't know. There is this. Uh... I really liked Ada a lot. Yes, and I wish she had yeah. just become. Oh, I, I wish I wish we were just as much as I love that grand moment. I kind of wish we had just been done with those three, <laughs> and she had just murdered. picked up Ada. Like when when Graham <laughs> was like, "Are you replacing us?" and if the doctor had just been like, "Yes, I am," yes, and then I just am, left, <laughs> would have been Aww. amazing because like, Ada was dope. When Ada like got on the Gatling gun and like threw the grenade, and yeah. she was like, "I don't need a TARDIS. I have an Ada." Like I was like, "This feels right." Yeah, she did not 
Also, like, yeah, she did not want to lose her memories. No, she, I like that she, a lot. She really wanted to be a companion. She I, really could have been a companion. I, I think she could have been a dope companion. I kind of hope that they go back on it and bring her back and yeah. she <laughs> can be her next companion. They pull a Fantastic Beast. Yeah. I, or, or Donna. Or Donna. That's yeah. true. Um, I think she has, like, Charlie vibes. Yeah, she was very much so. She was so even after. Yeah, she was like, what is this new world? I want to know. I want to see all of it. Yeah. 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 And Nor was that her name? The spy? Yeah. She was cool. She was cool. I really like. Yeah. The Bill she's and, a little more generic, but she kind was of, cool. I like the kind of I told Scott to kind of remind me of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, where she just kept <laughs> collecting yeah. all of these great women throughout the history of science. Yeah. And technology. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that was and like you said, yeah, that was really cool. I really liked her in that in those modes where she was like so problem solving and she doesn't have a TARDIS. That felt like really like vintage Doctor Who to me. Yeah, exactly. That was all the stuff that mm-hmm. I liked. All the time hopping and the master stuff in part two was like top notch Doctor Who to me. Yeah. Oh, the doctor. Oh, the master in his like Hugo Boss Nazi uniform was really great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I loved the little convention. I know, the, that was good. The, the conversation on top of like the Eiffel Tower yeah. was like really good. It was good. That was. I think they have really good chemistry, and I hope he comes back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's no way he's not coming back, right? Yeah. That's like, uh, yeah, the master just being marooned in another place. That's like easy. <laughs> honestly, yeah. honestly, I hope that I hope that they just pull uh, a, a totally classic Doctor Who thing, and he's just the villain of every episode this season. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. He just shows up. Every time. I think that's how you get me to like this guy because, like, he doesn't feel like an event villain anymore. No. The way that Missy was like, oh, Missy's back? Oh, crap. Or, like, yeah. John Sim Master? That's crazy. Yeah. But right now, it's just like, oh, okay. Master. That's got to be one of the greatest reveals in all of New Who is the John Sim reveal at the end of uh, yeah. the Cybermen two-parter. Like, See, that is a setup. That's so good. <laughs> that was still so good. Like the reveal of him taking off his disguise and it's John Sim. That was nuts. Mm-hmm. That was so much better than this. Because that feels, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I hate to sound, I don't know, beholden to anything, but that felt like it was really playing with the mythology yeah. in a clever, loving way. Yeah. Where you could just feel Moffat firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And just like, oh, I know it's going to get you. I know you're not going to see this coming. Yeah, you know? because he had fought so long to not re- bring anything back from the Russell T. Davies era into his version of the show. Yeah. So you would mm-hmm. never expect John Sim Master to show up. Never. Mm-hmm. So this is a weird question. Um, but do you guys think Chibnall likes Doctor Who? <laughs> I don't feel the love in any of his episodes. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I think he's very knowledgeable of Doctor Who. Yeah. I. But does he like it? I don't know. I don't think... It seems to me that he may not have liked the Peter Capaldi era because it really seems like he's going out of his way to undo all of it. Mm. Like even more so than like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm almost, almost hasn't even like speak its name, but like, I, I'm not, I don't really think that Rise of Skywalker undoes as much of Last Jedi as people would you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like this, I was like, this feels the way I think that people felt about that. Uh huh. Where I'm just like, Ooh, I'm, okay. I'm just like, oh, like, did that even emotionally carry over? Is Jodie Whittaker mm-hmm. even thinking about <laughs> Missy going well, down the elevator shaft? But, but it's funny that you say that because they literally rip off the Last Jedi in this. 
where they they make contact and they're talking to each oh, other yeah. across space. That's true. Um, oh my god! Heart, <laughs> oh my god! They're literally doing the last Jedi. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, is that like a classic Who thing, or is that a new Who thing? I mean, the they're, the contact thing like... is classic Who. Okay. That's why. Yeah, that's why they're, she they're... says the thing where she's like, "You're not the only one who can do classic." Yeah. Are there scenes when that's where right? Where she's like, "Hey, dummy!" Yeah. I did like the the Morse code thing. Yeah, the like heartbeats. The... Yeah. 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 That got me. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. I did like that. And I, I want to bring up something at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Yaz and Ryan and Graham have kind of a heart to heart because they're away from the doctor. Oh, I really like Ryan's moment where he was like, if the doctor is gone, then we'll keep just we'll, we'll carry on. We'll keep going. We'll keep doing what she wants, to, what she would have wanted to do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But they realize that they after a uh, after a season or so of adventures, they really don't know her at all. Mm hmm. They barely even are aware that she has regenerated or that she has past lives. And then there's mm-hmm. a scene at the end of the episode where they like kind of gently confront her. They're like, hey, like, let us in. And it hit me that this doctor, 13, on the outside is so warm and open and empathetic and friendly. And like, this is we're a fam. This is great. But has actually been rel- really closed off. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Compared to Matt Smith, compared to David Tennant, compared to Capaldi, and I'm and I don't, I don't I definitely don't mean this in a bad way. I think it's really interesting that she has been so outwardly tigger and happy and fun, but actually has been keeping people at a really big arm's length, and is actually really seems to be very uncomfortable with going into her past. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like the third thing that David Tennant said was like, I'm the last of the Time Lords. All my friends are dead. I have a tremendous amount of guilt. <laughs> Help me. Give me a hug. You know, you know, it makes me feel like the doctor that she's the most like, which is weird to think, because whenever you compare new doctors to older doctors, I my my mind immediately goes to classic doctors, sure. you know, and so you're you're thinking like, oh, 10 is kind of like five and 11 mm-hmm. is kind of like two and 12 is kind of like one. 12 is kind of mm-hmm. like one. And, and a little. But she's. She's like nine, right? She's like nine. Yes. Yeah. She's the most yeah. like nine. Yeah. Which is such a weird thing to say that we're now looking 15 years later, we're now looking back at nine as almost a classic doctor. We're so old. I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> she's the most like Christopher Eccleston, I think, that yeah. we've gotten so far. Because like we remember nine is brooding, but he really, he, he would kind of have a happy face on for a lot of his adventures. Yeah. But then yeah. he wouldn't share anything. Yeah, because he was so ashamed of everything that happened in the time war mm-hmm. that he just kept it bottled up and, yeah. and to himself. And that that final scene with her in the TARDIS, it really hit me how how much she's kept these people at a distance from her, maybe for her own protection or maybe I don't know. And I, I really hope that the show is giving us that on purpose. And that's something that we could be looking out for as the season continues. Mm-hmm. Though, doesn't it take like. An episode for Rose to get to that point, like from the pilot to um, end of the world. Because don't they have yeah. that conversation where she's just like, I don't even know who you are. For what? sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And it's taken them like a season. Yeah. I mean, it. I think that is at end of, end of the world. But I don't think like she didn't know about his regenerations, you know. Right. She didn't know about um, quite a few things. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, and then she learns a lot of them in uh, Parting of the Ways and then through the Tenth Doctor era, where Tenth Doctor yeah, is a little more true. open about all that stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so interesting. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it's really fascinating that she's like the most like Eccleston that we've gotten. Um, I kind of hope that they lean into that because I would, mm-hmm. I would like to get a little bit more of a payoff of the Eccleston era because it's so short. Mm-hmm. We don't get a lot right. with that guy. It's nice to know that we now have a doctor who is kind of similar. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how we haven't brought up Tuxedo yet, but I loved. I really like the Tuxedo. <laughs> it's a hell of a secondary outfit. I love her silhouette. I yeah. I don't. I don't love the tuxedo, and I think it's because it reminds me too much of Matt Smith. Ah. Which I'm just like, no, she's her own doctor, and so I don't. I don't, I don't like know. it when she looks like Matt Smith. Like it looks like Matt Smith's like petticoat, uh, uh, uh bow tie, uh, bow tie look that started in um the purple one, the purple outfit. It reminds me a lot of that, oh, but yeah. it has a tux. Got it. And I just like. Eh. Oh yeah, that was your least favorite eleven outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I liked I liked I like I liked her tuxedo. I liked Doctor the Doctor. Yeah, I uh, hated that. I hated all the James Bond <laughs> stuff in this. Oh, okay. Yeah, you I, like the motorcycle stuff? No. Oh, I liked her mo- I liked her motorcycle. Huh? Oh, the motorcycle stuff was fun. Yeah, I hated that. Um I hated Aww. the casino. Oh my god, when she was when she thought they were playing slaps. <laughs> yeah. When Ryan and Graham hit jackpot and they were like having fun. I was like, oh, they've come so far. Mm-mm. No, I'm definitely I'm definitely a Canto bite hater in this particular okay, instance. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one I, business that makes this much money, Yaz. <laughs> to be fair, in this, there's no BB-8 spitting coins at a cop, so mm. like that's not yeah, it's not as cool. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I I love the Canto bite se- sequence, but I hated this. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like the casino stuff. Um. Yeah, no, I didn't like any of that. It felt like wheel spinning. Mm-hmm. It just felt like, um, I guess, having like watched a Chibnall two-parter recently, it felt like it didn't need to be a two-parter. Right. Or as long as it was. Like, these episodes were like an hour. Yeah, I know. Like a solid hour. It was like a two-hour, really a full two-hour premiere. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm almost, I almost went to go see it in theaters because they were premiering the second episode like a day early. In theaters, mm. and so I was gonna go see it in theaters, and then I decided not at the last minute, and I'm glad that I didn't. I didn't do it because of the master reveal, because that would have gotten spoiled for me, because I wouldn't have watched part one. I would have just saw them both in theaters. Oh, and I would have gotten the master reveal spoiled for me, because I literally got on YouTube right after watching. Uh, yeah. uh, Spyfall Part One, and it was like introducing the master, and it was like a BBC like Doctor Who official yeah. channel. What are we video. doing? Yeah, and I was like, God damn it! All right, well, I'm glad I just watched this. Jesus. Yeah. Um. So uh, anyway, yeah. So overall, I think mixed feelings. Um, I really, really did not like Part One. Um, and I thought Part Two was like seventy percent a great Doctor Who episode yeah. and thirty percent more of the bad stuff that I didn't like from part one. Mm-hmm. So that's, th- that's, that's fair. how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I low key ship the doctor and Aiden. It's nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. That little, yeah. that little, that little <laughs> the hand kiss touch that she does. Yeah. That was good. I like oh, that. Make it happen. People. <laughs> I think that I just continue to be unimpressed with Chibnall as a showrunner. Yep. It's a real shame. Yeah, it makes me sad. Because, like, I don't know. I know people who, like, loved this, and they were, like, hyping it up, and I'm like, oh, great, that's awesome. And now I'm just like, okay. Yeah, like, that. that's why I was kind of expecting to be on the on the lighter side of things, because from what I've, I've perused through the internet, it seems to be, like, a return to form. 
Like, mm-hmm. we love this. This was great. I haven't been on Twitter yet. I haven't like looked up what like the people are saying. Yeah. But like, you know, like Polygon and the Daily Telegraph and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I'm just less thrilled by spy stuff. I have the same issue in Spider-Man. Like, oh, I love Spider-Man, but anytime they get espionage in my Spider-Man, I hate it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, so I, ju- I just don't like espionage. Peter and, Parker, tool of the state. Yeah, yeah. I just don't <laughs> like espionage in my Doctor Who um, so much. Uh, and le- it has to be done in a very particular way. And like the Zygon two-parter had espionage, but it was in the form of like a disaster movie. And that yeah. I liked more. Yeah. Like that was like, I was like, oh, okay, I can get on board with disaster movie. But then James Bond, then James Bond, the the most into James Bond I like is um the uh, the two parter that we or the 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 not two parter. It was like a six parter. The the third doctor master story that we talked about. Um, what's that one called? Karate uh, time with the. Oh, karate time. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's every episode with the, the politicians yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I know uh, what yeah. you're talking. I about. forget what that one was called. So something that made me hopeful. Uh-huh. We saw the preview for the next episode. Don't know what it's called. Yes. Uh, I think I saw the building from the, do- the, the the doctor had like a vision when she like learned all the Gallifrey stuff. It's not the same building. I thought saw, thought the same thing Damn too. Okay. And then I, I double checked and it's not it's the not, same building. Okay. Uh. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe it's like her getting to the bottom of like the Gallifrey and lie. No, no. Um, I do have called? the names of the next four episodes. Though, oh, lay them on us. If we want to talk about that a little bit. So episode three, which is our next episode, is called Orphan 55. Great. Um, which is about uh, the doctor and her friends embarking on a much needed holiday. They don't even know what their companions are called. Yeah. This is written by uh, Ed Heim and uh, directed by Lee Haven Jones. Um, Ed Heim, this is, this is uh, I think, his first episode. Fun. Um, it is his second. Oh, what was his first? The It Takes You Away one. The oh. one with the Norwegian cottage. Okay, cool. That was, that was a good one. All right, nice. Um, the one I'm really excited for is episode four. Are you ready? Strap in for this title. Are you guys ready for this? <laughs> Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Oh. That sounds dope. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one is written by uh, uh, Nina Mativier, who it's her first script. On the show, hmm. um, and uh, directed by uh, Nida Manzor. Um, so, 20th century New York, and uh, uh, there's let's see. So it says uh, inventor Nikola Tesla is at war with his rival Thomas Edison. However, there is an even greater threat in their midst. Hell yeah! Yes. Yeah. Oh my that, god! If that's not one of the greatest uh, episodes of of this era, uh, I will be disappointed. I'm be so yeah. Sad. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, okay. So let's see. So now there is uh, episode five. This one is called The Fugitive of the Jadoon. Yay! And this is written by Vinay Patel, who wrote Demons of the Punjab last season. Um, and this is about stomping their way into present day Gloucestershire um, or Gloucestershire? Gloucestershire. Uh, the Jadoon are on the hunt for someone on the run. Who is the who is this fugitive, and why are these alien mercenaries after them? We want. Please be the master. Be great. Please yeah, that'd be, be that'd the be master. Good. Or Graham. <laughs> or Graham. We want Graham. Give us Graham. And then episode six is called Praxius, written by Pete McTie, uh, who wrote Kerblam last season. 
Oh, nice. And directed by Jamie Magnus Stone. The Doctor and her friends split up to investigate multiple mysteries across planet Earth. What will they find? What they find will threaten all of humanity. So that one's a little vague. That is super yeah. generic. Yeah. Uh, the majority of this episode was filmed in South Africa. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So anyway, um, those are the those are the episode titles and uh, and writers and directors that have been announced so, so far. So none of them are by Chibnall, which is exciting. Yes, that is exciting. Remember last season? That's so sad. Not, why is that? This, oh, it's sad because he's the showrunner. No, because he's like the oh, showrunner. Oh, see, like, yeah. it's like... But remember last season, he wrote like half the goddamn season. Oh, I yeah. remember. And we were just like, when are when is this reign of Chibnall going to end? Let someone else have a turn. <laughs> yeah. Like... yeah. It was like the first five episodes. <laughs> he either wrote or co-wrote. Yeah. Um, so anyway, really, uh, really looking forward to the rest of this season. And uh, hopefully this episode, you're listening to this episode on Friday. Um, hopefully in the future, uh, episodes will be coming out on Wednesday. Yeah, That's we the plan some, anyway. Some scheduling, you know, the holidays. Yeah. New episodes hit on Sunday. So hopefully we'll get a pot, the podcast out by Wednesday. I had a gig. Yeah. Nick had a gig. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, so anyway. I think yeah, that's it. I'm, we definitely remain cautiously optimistic, and we have a lot of hope for this. Yeah. Game. Oh, yeah. of course. I'm just glad it's yeah. back. I'm excited to be talking about new episodes of Doctor Who, um, for mm-hmm. sure. We have everything we need. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, there's that. Doctor, Doctor Skywalker. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, no. Anyway. No. Um, all right. <laughs> think? Let us know, listeners. We yeah. Want to from you. Uh, are you on the, the Facebook group? Because you should be. So join that. Doctor's Companion Listener Society. Um, you can go there and let us know what you thought of the episode. Uh, support us on Patreon if you'd like. DuelingGenre.com slash support. Yeah. Um, that would be uh, certainly helpful to uh, have us uh, release these on a more regular basis, um, specifically the long way around, which is the thing we can we can control. We can't make episodes about episodes of Doctor Who they're not making, um, but uh, we can do the long way around more often if we uh, we get a little more support over there on the Patreon. So that's DuelingGenre.com slash support. And of course, if you're using Amazon, use uh, DuelingGenre.com slash Amazon because that, that helps us out. We get a little percentage of uh, whatever you buy over there. Um, and, uh, I think that's, I think that's it. So, uh, we'll be back with, uh, with the next episode, uh, on Wednesday. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.